Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of Minds Over Money. I'm your host, Cameron Brady, and on this week's episode, I'm covering three headlines from last week that directly impact the economy, as well as having potential implications on your own investment portfolios. And those headlines are, retailers kick off Black Friday in October again, this time with too much stuff, the IRS delays new guidelines for inherited IRAs, and Fed on track for another large interest rate hike after jobs report. In addition to those headlines, I'm also covering another financial planning topic, and this week, it's reducing the pain from required retirement withdrawals this year. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy. This week's first headline is retailers kick off Black Friday in October again, this time with too much stuff. Target and Walmart offer early deals to attract holiday shoppers as the retail industry works to unload excess inventory and compete with Amazon. Black Friday may be more than six weeks away, but retailers are already rolling out the deals. Target said on Monday that it was beginning its Black Friday sale, which will include half-priced electronics and toys. Walmart also said it was offering sales this week for holiday shoppers. The moves come after Amazon said last month that it would offer another Prime Day-like event, which is slated to take place this week. Some retailers have pushed their Black Friday sales earlier in recent years in a bid to draw customers and compete with Amazon. Target announced this year's Black Friday deals three weeks earlier than last year. The company said in June that with consumer spending slowing, it would need to offer discounts to get rid of unwanted goods. Retailers have been overwhelmed with excess inventory this year as shoppers have shifted their spending habits. Earlier in the pandemic, customers used their savings and stimulus checks to buy home items and casual clothes from retailers. Now, more of them are instead spending on services like travel and entertainment as they have been squeezed by surging inflation that remains close to a four-decade high. Target said that it would roll out both daily and weekly deals now through the week of Black Friday, which is on November 25th this year. Some of the offers include steep markdowns on TVs and air fryers and 50% off Beats by Dre headphones. Walmart said Monday that it was offering four days of discounts this week for early holiday shoppers. The company is selling discounted Apple watches, electronic bikes, and other products. Amazon is marking the start of the holiday shopping season with a second sales event this year for its Prime subscription members. The retail giant will offer a Prime Early Access sale on Tuesday and Wednesday following its Prime Day events in July. Prime Day isn't exactly the blockbuster it once was as sales growth has slowed and people haven't been purchasing orders as large as they once did. But the two-day event does continue Amazon's recent trend of holding sales events over multiple days as a way to maximize revenue. Stores shifted their Black Friday strategies in recent years as the pandemic accelerated a move from in-store shopping to online shopping. Instead of offering doorbuster deals at bricks-and-mortar stores, many retailers have offered discounts both online and in stores. However, this year's shopping trends could look different than in past years as retailers try to adapt to shifting consumer preferences. With the surplus of inventories that has plagued retailers this year, holiday shoppers may be in for some great holiday shopping deals as long as they are ready to start shopping early. With Black Friday-like shopping events starting this week, keep an eye out for deals as we begin the holiday shopping season. This week's second headline is IRS delays new guidelines for inherited IRAs. 
penalties are to be waived for some taxpayers with inherited IRAs who skip required 2021 and 2022 withdrawals. The Internal Revenue Service said last Friday it would delay enforcement of new rules for taking required withdrawals from some inherited retirement accounts until 2023 after taxpayers complained the changes were confusing. The relief applies to taxpayers who inherited retirement accounts in 2020 or 2021 who the IRS said had to take annual withdrawals right away instead of waiting until the end of a 10-year period to deplete their accounts. The new guidance doesn't say that the annual required minimum distributions are waived, but by offering penalty relief, it essentially means that this group of taxpayers doesn't have to take RMDs for 2021 and 2022. This guidance doesn't change the rules for spouses and certain other beneficiaries known as eligible designated beneficiaries, including the chronically ill who must still take annual RMDs. Also, heirs who inherited accounts before 2020 are still subject to the old rules, which means they take annual withdrawals over their expected lifetimes. Most IRA owners age 72 and over also still have to take required withdrawals for 2022. Normally, if a taxpayer fails to take a required withdrawal, there is a 50% penalty assessed at 50% of the amount that should have been taken out. The IRS guidance says it won't assert that penalty for 2021 and 2022 if these taxpayers didn't take a distribution. Any of these taxpayers who paid the penalty for a missed RMD in 2021 can request a refund. Congress changed the rules for inherited retirement accounts in a 2019 law, requiring most taxpayers who inherited accounts to empty the funds within 10 years, not over their lifetimes as was previously allowed. Then, in February of this year, the IRS proposed rules mandating heirs make annual withdrawals during that 10-year period in cases where the original owner was already subject to RMDs. The IRS said it received reams of comments from disgruntled taxpayers in response to the changes. Taxpayers who inherited in 2020 didn't take withdrawals in 2021 because they didn't think they had to and that they weren't sure if they were supposed to in 2022. The IRS said the final rules on inherited IRAs will apply no earlier than 2023. With the new law passed in 2019, Congress took away what was called the stretch IRA as an option for those who inherited an IRA from someone else. The new rule stated that the funds in an inherited IRA must be depleted in 10 years from the date of death of the original IRA owner. Where it got a tad confusing for people was the rule that came out after the law was passed that stated if the original IRA owner was already subject to required minimum distributions or RMDs, the inherited owner will now also have to take RMDs in addition to depleting the account over the next 10 years from the inheritance. If you are confused, you are not alone. If you find yourself in this situation and are looking for guidance, please give me a call. This week's third headline is Fed on track for another large interest rate hike after jobs report. Officials are trying to prevent wage pressures from sustaining higher inflation. The September solid employment report will keep the Federal Reserve on track to approve another large interest rate increase at its meeting next month as officials seek to lift borrowing costs high enough to soften the labor market and ease inflation pressures. 
employers added 263,000 workers in September. While that marked a slight slowdown from the average pace of hiring in recent months, it is still well above the monthly gains of around 50,000 that economists think would keep the unemployment rate from falling. The unemployment rate dropped to 3.5% last month from 3.7% in August. Average hourly earnings rose somewhat more slowly in September than in the prior month, increasing 0.3% from August and 5% from a year earlier. Fed officials have been raising rates rapidly this year to combat inflation that is near 40-year highs. Officials believed last year that prices were being driven up by supply chain bottlenecks and strong demand fueled by government stimulus. But they are concerned now that tight U.S. labor markets could sustain higher prices in the years to come, even if energy prices decline and prices fall for goods such as used cars that soared over the past year. The Fed lifted rates by three-quarters of a percentage point at each of its past three meetings, bringing its benchmark federal funds rate to a range between 3% and 3.25% last month, the most rapid pace of increases since the 1980s. Officials have indicated that they are prepared to make a fourth increase of three-quarters of a percentage point at their November 1st and 2nd meeting. Fed officials are focused on lifting rates to levels that will slow spending, investment, and hiring. Rate increases raise borrowing costs and reduce the price of stocks and other assets. Officials are set to debate at their meeting next month how to slow the pace of rate rises. At their September 20th and 21st meeting, officials penciled in an additional cumulative rate increase of one and a quarter percentage point this year. To achieve that, officials could lift their benchmark rate by three quarters of a percentage point at their meeting next month and half a percentage point at their gathering in December. Fed Governor Christopher Waller said last Thursday he expected new economic data to be released in coming weeks, including Friday's employment figures, wouldn't significantly alter his outlook or that of his colleagues ahead of their meeting next month because inflation is running so far above the Fed's 2% target. Mr. Waller suggested officials would debate slowing the pace of rate rises after making their fourth consecutive three-quarter percentage point rise at that meeting. A separate Labor Department report last week showed there were 10.1 million job openings in the U.S. as of the end of August, a drop of 1.1 million from a month earlier. That means there were 1.7 job openings per unemployed person, down from two earlier this year, a sign that competition for workers might be easing. With the optimism of a soft landing for the economy withering in the face of a resiliently tight labor market and stubborn inflation, it appears the Fed is on track for another three-quarter percentage point rate rise next month. This appears to have been priced into the market a few weeks ago with the added negative volatility we have seen recently. As much as it hurts to see your account statement down from all-time highs 10 months ago, my advice is still the same. Remain disciplined with your investment plan. Market timing is a losing game. Reevaluate your rebalancing strategy and keep piling money into your company retirement plan, collecting shares at a 25% or more discount. This week's financial planning topic is reducing the pain from required retirement withdrawals this year. These strategies can help taxpayers soften the impact of this year's required minimum distributions from their retirement accounts. Millions of retirees will get friendly reminders from their banks and brokerages in coming weeks to take required withdrawals from their 401ks or other retirement accounts 
by the end of the year. The annual ritual might feel particularly painful this time, with the S&P 500 down nearly 25% for the year through September. Many retirees will have to withdraw and pay taxes on a bigger percentage of their nest eggs than they might prefer because the formula for calculating the required minimum distribution, or RMD, is based on the accounts balance at the end of last December before the market sagged. A typical balanced individual retirement account could be down 15% or more year-to-date. For an 80-year-old taxpayer with a $1 million account at the end of 2021, a 15% dip and $50,000 required distribution would reduce their account balance to $800,000. Congress waived RMDs after the market's steep declines in 2009 and 2020, but retirees shouldn't expect a similar pass this year, according to tax experts. Under the government's rules for retirement accounts that provide years of tax-deferred growth, individuals must start accessing the savings and paying taxes on those distributions at the age of 72 in most cases. RMDs apply to traditional pre-tax individual retirement accounts, SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, 401ks, and similar plans. Internal Revenue Service statistics show that 12.6 million taxpayers aged 70 plus had $3.4 trillion in traditional individual retirement accounts in 2019. Inherited IRAs, whether pre-tax or Roth, also have required distributions, but with different rules, including a new 10-year distribution period for many heirs of accounts whose owners died after 2019. The required withdrawals in down markets are frustrating for retirement account owners who don't want to reduce their balances further and lose out on growth. But there are some strategies to lessen the impact. The first is build a volatility buffer. By utilizing the right mix of stocks, bonds, and cash, for your unique risk tolerance, you can properly manage the effects of negative volatility have on your mindset as well as your nest egg. It never hurts to have a supply of extra cash set aside in your portfolio for economic downturns so you don't have to sell any of your stocks or bonds into a declining market, allowing the funds to stay invested for the inevitable recovery. Next strategy is set up monthly withdrawals. IRA owners can set up monthly or quarterly distributions from their accounts, with the distributions going directly to a brokerage or checking account. This automates your required distributions and spreads the risk of making your distribution at a market low throughout the year. Think of this as the opposite of dollar cost averaging, where you make periodic contributions to your savings on a monthly basis to spread out your average cost per share instead of trying to time the market. Third strategy is take distributions in kind. The withdrawal does not have to be made in cash. Instead of having to sell the battered shares of your portfolio, you can transfer your shares to a taxable investment account where they can stay invested for the inevitable recovery. This strategy only works if you have the extra cash set aside to withhold the appropriate amount for taxes as your in-kind distribution is still taxable as ordinary income. Next strategy is donate your retirement dollars. Taxpayers age 70 and a half or older this year already planning charitable gifts can come out ahead at tax time by making donations directly from your IRA. The tax provision called the Qualified Charitable Distribution helps taxpayers, especially those who don't itemize deductions, get a tax break for donations of as much as $100,000 a year. 
The charitable distribution counts towards your RMD, but doesn't count towards your income. If you are charitably inclined and do not need your RMD for income purposes, this is a great way to reduce your taxable income and accomplish your annual giving goal. Next strategy is take money out at low tax rates. This strategy can be a bit complex and will be determined on your specific tax situation in any given year. The downturn can be seen as an opportunity to move more money out of pre-tax retirement accounts at depressed values and at today's historically low tax rates set to climb in 2026. Everybody wants to wait for a rebound to take money out. Either the retiree or their heirs are going to have to pay tax someday. Why not capitalize on this down market and take it now at a lower tax bracket? You can fill up the lower tax brackets with additional distributions, thus locking in a lower tax rate today than what tax rates may rise to in the future. There is no way around taking out your required distributions once you hit age 72, but that doesn't mean you can't be strategic about how you take your money out of your portfolio. Your strategy for withdrawing retirement assets is just as important as your strategy for accumulating them. If you have any questions about your strategy, please ask us about our tax-efficient distribution strategy that we implement for all of our clients. If you and your life savings are being ignored or feeling taken advantage of, come join our family. We are a family-owned financial planning and investment advisory firm that promises to treat you like family. No products, no hard sell, no gimmicks, just honest advice based on our four decades of experience. If you have any questions on this week's episode or are interested in getting an unbiased opinion on your finances, please give me a call at 440-235-2100 or email me at Cameron at MichaelBradyCo.com. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Uh